Good afternoon, y'all. This is Andrew Pittman with Heart to Worship Ministry Moments. And uh, today, as I was praying, I realized that in part I was doing so more from a standpoint of frustration with the season, more from an emotional standpoint, if you will. And uh, what I mean is, you know, I was praying that we would be, you know, finally taken through this season of hardship that we've been dealing with for so long. And this is not something that is just common to us. Obviously, this has been a tough year for almost everyone that I talk to, far beyond uh, the normal hardships we face. Things seem to be accelerated. But the point is, it's making sure that we're focused in our prayers. And so I was praying for the many crooked things in our lives to be made straight, the crooked circumstances to be made straight, and the complicated things to be made simple. Now, the thing is, you know, I started to think about what does this really mean? Because I'm not obviously asking for a challenge-free existence. We who have walked with the Lord for any point of time or or have studied His Word know, um, you know, that we will obviously face hardships and difficulties. Not only that, but a life without those is a life without sanctification, as as hardship and trial are often some of sanctification's um, greatest facilitators, if you will. So, you know, when I said that, I'm not asking for easy, and that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, we tend to ask, Lord, please just make things easy, especially when we've been stuck in, in chronic hardship and chronic trial, as it may seem, in some of these long extended seasons where it seems like we're in the wilderness. Um, so the point is I was thinking about the fact that I was praying for things to be made straight and simple. It didn't mean that I was praying for things to be made easy, right? Um, you know, Proverbs 3.5 is one that comes to mind. We use it all the time, but do we really think deeply about it? Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And the thing is, it also says, you know, he will make your path straight in some translations. The, the point is the Lord, as it said, will direct you. But the thing is, if we're praying for things to be made easy, like I said, first off, we're not going to be receiving the refining and the growth that we receive through these things when we respond properly to his ordained circumstances of hardship and trial. But likewise, we're guaranteed in the word that those direct, those straight paths, that those paths that he ordainly and providentially directs, they're going to go through some unfavorable terrain. They're going to go through some hardship. But the thing is, a lot of time we focus more on, Lord, just get me out of this. Get me through this more than, Lord, what are you trying to show me through this? And we don't even, you know, really seem to, to notice often that the Lord is actually right next to us, right, right with us. He is walking with us through this hardship. And instead of saying, you know, okay, Lord, first off, thank you so much for actually being here with me in the midst of this because you don't have to be. You didn't have to do anything. I deserve nothing that I've received from you. Again, uh, what do we have that we did not receive? And if so, why do we boast as if we didn't receive it? We have nothing from the Lord. Excuse me. We have nothing good in and of ourselves. It is all of the Lord, and none of it was deserved. So that's just a side note. You know, be thankful in all circumstances. All circumstances, meaning even these these times that our paths go through some unpleasant territory, even enemy territory. The, the Lord even goes with us through enemy territory as he hurls those fiery darts and those things at us. He will be there to silence the accuser, right? Anyway, the point is, it's not about our paths being easy. It's about our paths being defined. So when I ask for... Um, my paths to be made straight, the crooked things to be made straight, and for the complicated to be made simple. I'm not asking for them to be easy. I would like them to be easy, but that's my flesh. I know the truth, and I know that uh, no matter how difficult it is, the Lord is the one who offers that endurance and, and personally walks through these things with us. He walked through the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and what happened? I'm sure it wasn't a pleasant experience being tossed into a fiery furnace, but again, the Lord walked with them through it, and they came out and, and they didn't even have the smell of smoke, nor were their hair singed or anything like that, because the Lord saw them through that, that trial. But what, it was faith that led them to go in there, just like Daniel with the lion's den, who said, you know, one way or another, my God will deliver me. And we have that assurance. So we need to remember these things. We need to remember 
who he is. We need to remember the assurances that we have rather than just praying, Lord, just get us from point A to point B on the other side of this trial as quickly as possible in such a straight line. Now we need a straight path, but you know what? Sometimes a straight path to the Lord is going to deviate from our idea of a straight path. A straight path for us is the easiest point, the, the, the path of least resistance. Sometimes we need resistance. You know, I'm, I'm actually right outside the gym right now and I just got, I got done working out. So what is that? That is resistance as you, as you lift weights. Without that resistance, my muscles don't grow. I don't get any strength. It's pointless. But the more resistance that I use within reason, the stronger that I get. And it's the same way. We have resistance that we have to experience in our Christian lives that are going to grow us. And sometimes what happens, you know, totally a different direction than I intended to take with this. But when we're working out, what happens? The muscles... Um, the muscles are actually getting damaged and torn up and then the lactic acid and all that stuff gets released and then they repair themselves and they're stronger. Likewise, we have to be broken and, and these things do it. So to pray, Lord, um, just get me out of this trial is the wrong thing, usually. Sometimes, so praying for the Lord to just get us out of the trial as quickly as possible may not necessarily be the right thing to pray. We need to pray for His path through here and certainly we don't want unnecessary trial and we don't want trial to be extended beyond the, the bounds of what the Lord has intended for us to grow and to be refined but you know these are the things again that the Lord is, is often working through the most to refine us and to prepare us for whatever we have and so we need to focus on who he is we need to focus on the purposes and the the, the what the Lord does with these ordained circumstances of our lives and then we need to focus on the fact that these tempests are temporal Okay, no matter what we know, it doesn't feel like it. I get that. We need to be careful with that word, feel. Obviously, feelings are very, very real, and they can be very, very strong influencers. But feelings are not always truth, right? Sometimes it feels like the Lord isn't there, but we know that he will never leave nor forsake we who are his children, okay? So regardless of how we feel, we have to stand on the truth. We have to lean on the truth. We have to lean not on our own understanding, but trust in him. Acknowledge Him in all ways, even when we don't feel like it. We don't feel like He's going to respond, or we don't feel like our circumstances are something that we can bear. We're assured in Him that we can. And we also are assured that we do not have a high priest who is, who is not capable of sympathizing with our weaknesses, for He has been tempted in all points as we are, yet is without sin. Christ, not only our advocate, not only our intercessor, not only our Savior, but our example reveals to us how we're to walk through these seasons and that we can lean on him and that we can trust on him and also that we don't have to be perfect and we don't have to say woe is me i surrender well, we we don't have to say woe is me i give up look at the folks in history look at peter look at look at paul formerly uh, simon and saul right look at david look at moses look at all these figures who stumbled who stumbled in their greatest strengths mind you and the lord still redeemed them peter denied denied the Savior as he was being led to the, the public execution that he had told them about for all these years, yet Peter still wasn't listening and said, you know, Lord, I'm ready to go with you and even die with you. Peter should have known what was going on because the Lord had told him over and over and stressed this. And Look at what the prophet said. Look at what I'm telling you. And he didn't. And he said, I'll never deny you, Lord. That was his strength, he thought. That's not somewhere i got to guard against. But he said, I'm not going to deny you, Lord. And then what happened? At the very moment, all three times... That rooster crowed, and it says, Peter wept bitterly. But you know what? Look at what went beyond that. Look at who Peter became. Look at, look at the servant of Christ and the servant of the gospel that he became because of that faith and that assurance. See, we have to look beyond our temporal circumstances, and it's, it's difficult. I get it. 
I tremendously get it. But when we don't look beyond, if we think this is all there is, then man, kind of like Paul says in a different context, we are men to be most pitied. You know, why not just eat, drink, and be merry? But we know, we know that there is more than this. We've experienced him. We can't turn, even if we wanted to, we can't turn back to our old life and praise God that we don't, we don't even want to. And if you do, you need to check on your status with him. But the whole point is, um, back to the initial topic. I'm sorry, I've been a little all over the place, but I think it's good stuff. Um, as we pray for, the whole point is, as we pray for our trials, we need to remember to pray for them in the biblical context, in the context that Christ intends, trying to take everything that the Lord has for us in them and trying to put off everything that the Lord wants us to put off in our refining processes so that we may be more made more effective, that we may be made more and more as he is until we are truly made as he is in his image face to face with him and that's the assurance that we have in this this momentary light affliction it's but for a moment we know what we have to look forward to but it's not only that it's not just we don't just endure this life miserably just so we can get to that point we endure this life faithfully as servants even having the joy of the Lord, which is our strength in the midst of these things, which in our own weaknesses we could never manage, but in his endurance, in his strength, we are more than overcomers. The world, this worldly system that we're in, it's a downer. I know it. It's hard. It's difficult. It makes you feel like giving up sometimes, but it says to be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. So as we struggle and we deal with our trials and we take it to the Lord in prayer, we need to remember those, those, those key points. We need to remember who he is, what he does with ordained trials, and what we have to look forward to. So thank you all for sticking with me. I know this one was a little bit scattered. Um, but anyway, appreciate it. Y'all pray for me. I will pray for you. If you have any specific needs, again, reach out. I'm happy to. It's my privilege to, uh, to pray for y'all. So y'all take care and God bless.